for a podcast about sports and current events that's worth a damn? Well, you're in the right place. This is On The Clock Radio. Funny as hell, and they love to argue. Let's do the damn thing. You're listening to On The Clock Radio with Raul Lezcano. Raul Lezcano. Reggie Edwards. Reggie Edwards. And Tyrone Benson. And Tyrone Benson. Monday, August the 7th, and me and Tyrone, the boy from the Bay, we are rolling here at this beautiful Monday in Tampa, Florida, man. George and Reggie, they are chasing bags right now. <sighs> they just don't get up as early as me and Tyrone do, but that's all good, man. We're going to wait for the next one of them to show up. But look, man, we got a lot to talk about, man. We got two more teams that flew over and went to the Big 12 now. We got coaches hating on it. We got people criticizing Deion Sanders. We got a two-fighter-loving weekend. We had Tim Anderson and Jose Ramirez box it out on the second base mound, which that was hilarious. And then we got Jake Paul and Nate Diaz fighting. We got a comment about that fight. So don't go nowhere, man. It's Jeezy. Snowfall. What you got to do? I, I ain't going to hold you. Let's get it, man. Let's go now. Oh! Nigga came through in all black. Motherfucker thought I played for the Raiders. Talking to a street nigga. Yeah, turn real estate. My way ain't no telling what I paid for the makers. All about that paper. Never been no hating in my nature. Don't make me Louis V. What's up, man? My guy Tyrone. Ain't nothing wrong with little Jeezy on a Monday, bro. What's going on? Ain't never nothing wrong with Jeezy on a Monday. Oh, never, bro. I mean, that beat came in beautifully. Ba-bum, ba-bum, ba-bum. I ain't gonna hold you. So what's I'm good, man? Come a trunk rattling on that one. Yeah, man, I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm gonna have to play this one all day today. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm gonna have to put that on all day today. So what's good with you, man? How was your weekend, man? Man, first time been off all weekend in three weeks. So it's been just chilling. Got a lot of stuff done yesterday. Right. Or yesterday and Saturday. And uh, just really yesterday just went to a baby shower and I sat at home with the boys all day. I haven't been to a That's baby it. shower in a minute, man. Yep. Man, it's Will's worthless. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> you just there for I, more I, support, I, huh? I was just there for the food. Yeah. And it was, a, it was one of our old classmates' baby showers, uh, and we we always hang out with him and his family. So, but, so there for the, like, like you said, moral support. Did they do a gender reveal at the baby shower? Or they did it already. No, they did it already. Come, awesome. on, come on, man. We we, we old people. Man. Yeah, we, I ain't got time he, not he, to know. Yeah, he, he forty two. Yeah, we we, we got there pop, popping no balloons at the beach and shit, and <laughs> or throwing. Like, ba- I saw a dude throw a basketball and they didn't even hit the rim; it just fell on the ground. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. I mean, come on, we ain't got time for that. Just all right, we go, we go to the ultrasound. What we got? Yeah, what we looking at right now? So yeah, cause like like we my old lady, she want to do a gender reveal for Zane, and I was like, oh, fuck that. You see his <laughs> penis right there. <laughs> <laughs> we all know what's coming is right here. <laughs> right, jeez, yeah. that's funny, man. That the lady the ultrasound was like, how you know that? I was like, I got four other kids. So I'm pretty <laughs> professional with this. <laughs> That's funny, man. That's funny. No, I, I didn't do nothing this weekend, man. It was, a, you know, I guess the the calm before the storm because school starts this week, this Thursday here in Tampa. I got to get the kids ready for, for school, and, and, you know, I planned my route. I did do that. I did a drive, a test drive, a dry run of where, 
how my route's going to be from the house to the first school to the next school to me going to work. And it's all going to be perfect. I've already planned out my route, so it should be okay. should be yeah, all right. Lucky, lucky for me, my got two to drive, so I ain't got to worry about that. They both work. Right. So, like, when I was like, hey, uh, what y'all need for school? My son goes, hey, I need another pair of cleats. I'm like, you already got two pairs. How many more you need? Right. You know, you're going to need a black pair. I was like, all right, I'll buy those. So I bought him cleats. He said you need no clothes or nothing. Then my daughter, she started working and she bought her own school clothes. And then I took her Friday with some shoes, and that was it. My eight year old, that she already had a bunch of pair of shoes, so she was good. Right. So I it feels good not to spend money on school stuff. I, I agree with you. I agree. With you. These, these kids, they have their own money. I'm like, cool. Yeah, yeah go do your own thing. I can't wait till Jordan gets a job and he can do it. And Jaden too. I'm not the only one that I'm gonna keep buying stuff for is Jada. It's the only one I'm you gonna buy. That, you, you say that now until she gets her own. Because I said the same thing with my oldest one, and she's like, "Oh, dad, you know I got a job, so I had order all my stuff off of whatever that Sheen. She get all her clothes from Sheen. Yeah. And so then she was like, "Dad, I need twenty dollars." I'm like, "For what?" She goes, I, I want my shoes to be here for school start. And I was right, like, right. okay. It's like, sorry, twenty dollars. How much are your shoes? And she was like, oh, they were one hundred and seventy. Jesus. For, like, yeah, she bought some uh, some dunks, just like everybody else in the world. Mm, and so mm, she mm. she bought some dunks, and her the shipping for her to get like three to five days was like thirty something dollars. So I was like, all right, I'll pay for your shipping. So. <laughs> I was like, this girl. Well, I'll still shoot her some money, man. This is my baby girl. I'm still gonna get, the other boys got to work for them. I'm not paying them no more. After after 15, or after 16, it, it's a wrap. You got to get your own crap. Well, my, for, for some reason, it's like for me, it's like with him, with my oldest, he's about to be a senior, and it's, it's like, wow, okay, um, uh, what you need? Nothing. <laughs> they don't never need nothing. All he wants is cleats or a new back flap or a new visor. So I forked that out. That's easy. I can do that. Right. So, but well, he want me like, well, last year he was, he needed some stuff and he was like, yeah, well, actually he wasn't working last year. So we were at school shop and he want me to buy these uh, $30 pair of drawers. I'm like, whoa, wait a damn minute. Damn it. Are you talking what about the, the ones that are, are, are the ASOs or whatever? Yeah, man. Wrong? Come on, yeah. man. Do you know there's only one in that bag? Yes, it's only one for twenty nine nine nine. Bro, I told him. Said, do you understand? If you want to wear spandex, <laughs> if you want to wear them, t- if you want to wear spandex as your drawers, bro, I can paint some shit on these things, man. Thirty dollars for one of them. I got two boys. I was like, no, ain't no way. Y'all better cut them drawers in half and share them shits. Ain't oh, no that, way, man. Man, as as soon as he got a job, every other day we're getting Amazon packages. <laughs> What's what you get? Some Yeah, exactly. Jordan did like too. 40 pairs of drawers. I'm like, good God. Jordan's son. the only kid's like, Dad, I need $30 for this. It's crazy. They won't They won't buy this. Uh, it was somebody's friends. Like, we're going to the mall. I'm going to get a haircut. This fool come back with no haircut. I'm like, what'd you do with your with the money? No, nah, I'm going to get a haircut tomorrow. I got so busy there. I'm like, okay. Two days later, freaking packages show up. I'm like, yep. bro, so you ain't got no haircut, but you got 30 pair, a $30 pair of Draws, right. not even a pair, single draws, bro. You crazy? I told you know him, I was like, dude, you know how lucky it is for you not to be adulting right now because uh, <laughs> I, I, it's a life decision where I want to spend 15 for a pack of three. Yo, <laughs> I was talking, I was talking shit to my mom, Tyrone. You're gonna love this. I was talking shit to my mom. I was like, what we have to do today is nothing compared to what you had to do in your day. She's right. like, what are you talking about? You didn't have to deal with four dollar gas prices, you didn't have to deal with thirty dollar underwear. 
You don't have to deal with all this shit now, right? That's going, the inflation that's going on right now. Inflation back in the day, I remember my, my mom and dad had an argument, not an argument, were upset when the news told them that McDonald's regular hamburgers were going from 84 cents to 98 cents. I can't tell you how much my father lost his mind over regular hamburgers. And he was like, this is crazy. I be telling my kids, I'm like, you realize when I started driving, gas was like eight nine cents. <laughs> bro, 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 who, who you talking? You drop a five dollar bill, you riding good for oh, all you week. You thought Bessie was? She ran on hot dog water, so <laughs> I mean, she five dollars. We rolling up for two weeks. <laughs> oh, like, like gas money back then was eight fifty cent, man. Bro, bro you can you can you can scrape that out of the couch. Bro, I can get a whole two, three dollars and be like, yo, I'm good. I'm going to be going gas for tonight. That's yep. it. I'm going to use these money for this alcohol and for this. Bro, you yep, that's, that's crazy. crazy. I told him I, was, I had a, a 98 Central. What it took. I think when the gas was that low, like, I think the highest it got when we were in school was like a dollar ten. Yeah. I was like, I, I was riding a full tank gas for ten dollars. Yeah, for <laughs> real. I was, I was rolling. For real. And we rolling for a week on that gas. Yep. Yeah, so, man. I, you ain't lying, man. I went to the pump the other day. I saw that four twenty nine. I was like, "Son of a bitch!" We ain't got the four yet. We had three eighty nine over here, bro. They got four dollars over here. I'm like, man, what is? I need me a scooter. This is they. God, they make you want to drive an electric car after this shit. Man, look, I be laughing at them cats. Like my boss, he got a Mercedes, and he be flipping hot because uh, they only they only takes premium. Yep, he he's at like six dollars. Yeah, he well, no, you had that shit. Yeah, I can't do it. Everybody's like, everybody's like, oh, you got a charger. Uh, you you got to put premium in that. No, I got a V6, baby. V6. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We go 89, 89, 89. I just got a cat. If it's a tough. no If it's a. Yeah, yeah. If it's a tough week, we go 87 for a couple days. <laughs> yeah, I knew I, well, my car, I put, I put, I put 93 in there once a, once, once a month just to clean it out a little bit. Ain't no wrong with that. But right now, nah, I'm getting 87. Bro, it, it's so, tough, man. It's tough. They have to deal with all that stuff nowadays, and I, I can't imagine. But I'm happy school's starting. I know a lot of parents, they're happy, too. Like, you can have your house back for a couple hours. I know I'm a, I'm probably not going to show up to work on Tuesday because of it. Uh, uh, on Tuesday, I'm going to get myself my mind ready. And on Thursday, I'm telling them I'm just going to be late to school I'm just gonna, or wait to, late to work. I got to get these kids to school. And that first day, that traffic is hell, boy. Thank God for Heritage Parkway because uh, I can bypass all that shit now. Oh, yeah? So, oh, yeah. It takes me 15 minutes to get to work. Right. You know, school starting, trying to get down Emerson to get on uh, Midden. And, oh, God, God, I got, you got Central, Meadow Lane, all them schools right there. Like, hey, God, it takes me an hour to get to work. But they opened up Heritage Parkway. Ain't no schools back there, baby. So it's Gone. good to go then, yeah. Yep. That's what's up. Well, Tyrone, man, over the weekend, man, there was it was a, a, a just a, a crazy little weekend, man. I don't know if you got a chance to see it, man. I went ahead and saw uh, Jake Paul and uh, uh, Nate Diaz fight. I don't know if you got the chance to see it. Did you see it? Of course not. Why? Because the fights are rigged. What do you mean the fights are rigged? How do you? What do you mean? You think the fights are rigged? Come on, man. But he's fighting all these washed-up people, MMA fighters. He got he got a. Uh, uh, split decision against uh, uh, what's his name Tyson, not oh, Tyson but his little brother. Yeah, yeah little brother. He's a boxer. So, so, so I don't think the fights are rigged. So I don't think it's rigged. What I do think is, <laughs> I do think he does get some bums to fight him. I do. Yeah. I don't. Everybody's and again, the MMA, MMA guys never made this much money before. 
So they're going to jump at the chance to fight somebody for, you know, 20 million, 15 million or whatever it is. I think like the highest paid Nate Diaz fight was ever got was like $84,000. I don't think it was that yeah. much. Yeah, but I mean, if you look at Nate Diaz when he fought when he fought for the UFC, look at Nate Diaz when he fought box, he he didn't train for this damn fight. No, you saw his you saw his body like his whole his yeah. gut and shit. He was he was fighting. I, I, yeah, yeah, I seen the way and I'm like, no way he even trained this fight. Nah, and he trolled him the whole fight too. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. I just when I seen him step in the ring with a true a real boxer that's like in his prime. He's calling out Canelo now. Now after the press con at the press conference after the fight, he's at the press conference calling out Canelo that he wants to fight Canelo. But again, Canelo has reached his age limit. Canelo is no, right. you know what I mean? Like, Canelo is not no longer up there. I don't know how much Jake weighed. I didn't get to see the weigh-in. I don't know how much they weigh. I don't think he, I don't think he can fight anybody that's under welterweight. Well, I think he's like middleweight, right? I don't, I don't think he's middleweight. Either way, man, I just don't, I just don't see, you know, he keeps fighting. UFC got the UFC guy, but these guys are trying to get the payday. Ain't nobody had like 12, you know, $12 million waiting for them. Pay per view and all that stuff, man. This guy is, is he's capitalizing on that shit, man. Hey, yeah, and everybody knew that Diaz was gonna lose. I mean, he's a ground and pound fighter in the UFC. He wasn't a stand up guy. Well, D- Diaz so. said it. Diaz said at the post, "This is not. We're not fighting. Is what we're not doing." He said, "These are boxing competitions that I'm not a boxer. Now, when he gets into the octagon, I'm gonna fuck him up." That's what he said. Right. I'm gonna fuck him up. You you know how great it would be to see Jake Paul get choked out, or you know, not because I don't like Jake Paul. I think Jake Paul's you know he's doing amazing things, but it's just. He be talking a lot of shit, man. Like, come on, like you. He be talking a lot of shit, and Nate Diaz put him in a guillotine in the middle of the fight. And I was like, oh, here it comes. He's gonna Nate Diaz gonna snap. He's just gonna lose his shit, and he ain't up doing. It. He just he just let him go. Yeah, choke him out. Yeah, but Diaz said it. This isn't this isn't a. We're not fighting. This is all. This is is a, 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 a boxing competition, you know. And, and he we're not we're not really fighting. Fighting, come get in the octagon. Then I'll show you what a fight look like. So and he's right. right, he's right, and and Diaz, I mean, for somebody that don't know how to box, he he gave Jake Paul some shots in there, man. He he he, he a couple uppercuts in there, and he really fucked him up. And I was surprised, bad bodied and all, how Nick Diaz was able to last ten rounds. <laughs> he better go. He better go. He better go fight Errol Spence then. Well, that's. Because, uh, I mean, Errol Spence probably get yeah. fucked up by by Jake Paul after <laughs> after how Crawford did it, man. Uh, Crawford got him pretty good and, and on his heels. The other fight I was going to talk to you about was uh, uh, <laughs> your boy Tim Anderson and Jose Ramirez. I don't know if you saw that one. Did you see that on baseball? Uh, uh, of course I did. Look, I got I got this. I, I was scrolling through TikTok, man, and it was so funny to hear. Listen to the announcer when these guys went off on, on, the, on the fight. Here it goes. Oscar's throw is not in time. He just missed him at second base. This is another rocket of a throw, and now... Oh, boy. Now oh, my goodness. Here come the benches. Off we go. It started with Anderson and Ramirez. Swings being taken. Kopak had to hold him back. And everybody's spilling out here in Cleveland. Tyrone, the whole, the whole dugout, everybody came out. Yeah, that's how baseball is. When they get to a fight, they, 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 yeah, everybody's got to come out. So here, here's here. I'm gonna show you the fight here, real quick. And down goes Anderson, boy. Down goes Anderson. This was a, a haymaker that he didn't see coming, man. I don't know if you can see that. Here it comes. You see how he just sat him down? <laughs> Ramirez sat his ass. 
And when you when you play back the video in slow motion, he just he just whiffled at a hit. I mean, Anderson got some good square up game. He squared up nicely. Yeah, he was he was getting pushed back when he saw through that haymaker. It's like, oh snap! Yeah, he but did. Anderson was asleep before he hit the ground. Bro, he got back up like he still mm-hmm. want to smoke. Man, you better sit down. Mm-hmm. Jokers, if you keep playing the film. His teammates were held him off the field. He was staggering. <laughs> then like two, then like two minutes later, he tries to come back out the dugout. <laughs> Bro, here goes here goes the coach for Cleveland Guardians. Here goes the coach. About it was it was hard not to chuckle. <laughs> Watch, listen to this shit. What do you think about Jose's left hook? Right hook. Right hook. You know, it's not. It, it's really. It's not funny. But when I came in, I'm listening to Hammy. It's hard not to chuckle. I mean, it's. But you know, again, it's not funny. But. <laughs> you see him nodding his head like, boys. like, like he's like, well, it's it's not funny, but it's kind of hard not yeah. to chuckle when a bitch gets sat down. I mean, yeah. Damn it, man! Yeah, the only person I've seen that happen to was when Nolan Ryan had that dude in that yeah. headlock <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Nolan clearly trained for that. He knew what he was doing on that one, man. It was just mm. what a wild time in baseball, man. Baseball, I don't know. This past year has been has been just, and it's been been a short. Time that season hasn't really got going. I mean, I can't. The bad calls from the umpires. These guys uh, are fighting. I don't know what Ramirez got up so upset about. I mean, when you slide in head first into second base, you know, and and the guy tags you. And what do you think? You, everybody knows when you slide head first, you kind of extend your arm out, whichever one you want to, and you kind of just, you know, try to get in the bag that way, so you don't get smacked in the face. Not his fault. He caught the ball, put the ball down, and it smacked you in the face, and your hands were on the back. What do you want him to do? If that was it, I didn't see it smack him in the face, so I don't know. It didn't look like it, it got him to the face. It looks like he – I mean, if you see where he's laying at, bro, look look how he's laying right here. Let me see if I can get this to yeah. you. Like, look at this. His whole body is over the second base. I mean, he, he, he went underneath his legs. But that's why his helmet came off because the gloves smacked him. <laughs> Yeah, hey. I don't know if the I don't know if it was the helmet or the the bouncing off the ground. He bounced hard as shit off that ground, bro. Like here's the hey, helmet. The helmet's know. on right now. The helmet's on right now. I'm gonna hit play and watch how he bounced off this ground real quick. Cause he's ready to fight. Yeah, but god dang, he's like, what are you doing? Like I ain't doing shit. I wish the camera was still on him. Look at this square up game. Tim Anderson, it's nice. Tim Anderson grew up in a fucked up neighborhood. Look at this guy. Bop, bop, bop. Boom, sat his ass down. God. Oh, they cleared yeah. the benches. Everybody came out. But that's what makes it funny that he was on another show, another podcast, talking about how where he came up and he was a fighter. And you know, he just got sat down, bro. Yeah, he did. I'm not going to lie to you, man. That was probably a better right hook than I saw Nate Diaz throw. A better, a better hook than Jake Paul and Nate Diaz because that shit was hilarious. I couldn't I mean, believe he, it, man. I mean, he, I mean, he put him to sleep because his legs. They didn't try right. to beat him. He ain't him. never they been stunned like that. He is. Yeah, he just fell right on his ass. Boy. Yeah, he kissed him right on the chin. He went right down. I mean, I, I don't know, man. Baseball baseball has been funny all year long with the umpires and how it's going, how fast it's going with the pitch count and stuff, man. So it's pretty hilarious to see all this stuff. The other news is, man, and this is like a twofer a little bit, is one, you got teams that are leaving going to the Big 12, which was Oregon and Washington. They're, they're leaving. They're, they're out now. 
And you're getting a little criticism from uh, uh, Deion Sanders. People are criticizing Deion about leaving and taking Colorado, doing the same thing. Now, they will be in the same division they're in this year, and it doesn't apply until next year is when they leave. So this year they're still in the same division. So, yeah, and and I think it's just an awesome business move on Deion's part. Here's Deion at his press conference when they're talking about it, um, you know, about the criticism that he gets. And here's what he has to say. Look at me. What about me? would make you think that I care about your opinion of me. Your opinion of me is not the opinion that I have of myself. You ain't make me, so you can't break me. You didn't build me, so you can't kill me. I, I, you know what? God God established me, so you ain't nothing you can do to me. I, I've been dealing with this foolishness since peewee football, man. I've been him. I've been a difference maker, a game changer. I've been that guy. So what will change now that I'm coaching? Not a darn thing. I'm not even playing the game, and you got an opinion of me. I'm not even on the field. But I'm pretty sure I get every darn coach I'm playing against, head coaches, <laughs> and anything you want to do. But I, 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 I love it, but I don't care. And I wish the world thought like that. Youngsters, if you're out there right now, do not give a darn what opinions people have of you. Long as that opinion is not consistent of that of yourself. You be you. I'm not planning to make you feel good about me. I already feel good about me. I'm good. It's a message for the youngsters out there. And the oldest, old school. Not old school. Yeah, Dion getting some slack about taking Colorado over to the Big Twelve, but I mean that's just a good business move, man. <clears throat> But see, but, but people fail to understand it has nothing to do with Dion. Colorado been trying to leave Pac-12 for a while now, and so it finally, finally, it finally came to like it finally happened when Dion got there. But it's like, yeah. I mean, the people, teams are already talking about leaving the Pac-12, so it wasn't like like they're putting it all on Dion. It's not him. Yeah, the, and, and that's the other thing. He's he's getting slack for, it, but again, he handled it so well. I mean, he's been handling with his his whole career about people and their opinions, and you know he could care less what you think of him. But it's just you're right. It, this was already established before he even got there that they were pursuing this. It just happens right. when he gets there. Okay, we're really going to make this happen. Um, a Missouri coach who's on the other end of it gives his opinion about these teams moving and other teams moving, and here's what he has to say. This is Missouri head football coach who uh, uh, speaks out on a, on a conference about about going out of conference here. I thought the transfer window, I thought the portal was closed. Uh, Oh, that's just for the student athletes. The adults in the room get to do whatever they want, apparently. And it's, um, you know, it's just sad that there's, um, look, my question is, did we count the cost? I'm not talking about a financial cost. I'm talking about, did we count the cost for the student athletes involved in this decision? What cost is it to those student-athletes? We're talking about a football decision. They based off football. But what about softball and baseball who have to travel cross-country? Do we ask about the cost to them? Do we know what the number one indicator of, uh, of symptom of, or cause of mental health is? It's lack of rest and sleep. Traveling in those baseball, softball games, you know, those, those people, they travel commercial. They get done playing at four. They got to go to the airport. They come back. It's three or four in the morning. They got to go to class. I mean, did we ask any of them? Are we going to look back 
I, I don't worry at all about the game. The game is going to be strong. Football is going to be fine. We'll all figure it out. But did we consider the people that we are entrusted with? Did we consider the student athlete? Because then we're asking them to go out on their own to get NIL. We didn't say we're going to revenue share. We're not saying they're getting a piece of it. So that, that's the thing that's bothering me right now in this whole situation is we keep trying to limit what the student athlete can do, but then we act on our own. And uh, everybody's got their own reasons, um, uh, and, and I'm not questioning any of those. I'm saying as a collective group, have we asked ourselves, what's it going to cost the student athletes? I saw um, on Twitter several student athletes talking about one of the reasons they chose their school was so that their parents didn't have to travel. They chose a local school so that they could be regionally associated so their parents could watch them play and not have to travel. Did we ask them if they wanted to travel from the East Coast to the West Coast? Man, you know, I love the game. But every game that I coach, I look up in the stands and find my family. I make sure they can play. I make sure they can be there because that's what I'm doing this for. And, and you're talking about volleyball, baseball, softball, track. I mean, all, all those other sports, man, they don't get, they're not fortunate in, to travel like the way we do. Football be fine. Football be fine. Still, we count the cost of the collateral damage of everybody else. I don't know. I, only time will tell. But that is my biggest, like, looking at it going 24 hours after, say, did we really think about that? So, I mean, he comes up with some good points, man. Did they really think now, about the uh, other, well, other people? Whose who's coach is this? This is Missouri's head football coach. Okay. But say now, Colorado's two states over to the left of them did – did Missouri think about um, that all that all that stuff when they moved to the, the SEC? Probably not. <laughs> Probably so, not. So I mean, yeah, he has nothing because Missouri's in the middle of the country. Right. And you're playing. You're playing the Floridas. You're playing Georgia. You're playing the Bamas. You're playing South Carolina on the on the East Coast. So you have no. There's nothing there for discussion because y'all doing the same thing. There's two more states over than you are. That's it. Right, right. And so, I mean, I feel like he has no there, – there's nothing there for him to say because they're doing the same damn thing. And they, they moved to a bigger conference because of money. Yeah. And so, I mean, yeah, I mean, I understand if it was like a Florida school or Georgia or Bama or, you know, just a school. Like, if they were going to play in the SEC, yeah, that's brutal. Right. That's a that's brutal because you're right. That like softball, I and mean, I know it firsthand because you know my wife's freaking cousin is an athletic trainer for a softball team in Louisiana, and they travel all over the country. Yeah, and so I mean, it really doesn't matter when cause they only they only play tw twice a week. So, uh, they play like on a Wednesday and a Saturday, so they have time between. So are they going from? Louisiana, and they're flying over to South Carolina, and then they're flying all the way to um, uh, Cali, and then no, they they fly, play their little game, they fly back, and then she said hey, somebody fly the same day. They yeah. come in, then she said they fly in, they play the game, get back on the plane the same day, and fly back. So I mean, yeah, I understand what he's saying, but at the same time, it's like your school is doing the same thing. Yeah, but do you think it affects? I mean, he has a good point about you know these other these other uh, sports don't travel like football does. Football is going to go, you know, where they need to be. Like, how do they travel? That's just more money they're kicking out. 
Do you think it has any correlation with NIL deals? Like, are these schools making these decisions based on, okay, we got to get into a conference that not only gives us exposure, we can make TV money, you know, because we got to pay some of these athletes to get to get them to keep here or whatever. Well, I think part of it is that, but I think the other part is the fact that all the movements come out of Pac-12, and everybody knows that us being on the East Coast, we don't stay up for the 10 o'clock Pac-12 games. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I mean, they're not getting the East Coast and probably, I would say, the Central time zones. They're not watching them play because all the good games happen at noon and one. Right. So, I mean, they're not getting the views and everything that, you know, these other schools, other Power 5 schools are getting because they play all their games at noon, one and five and seven. But you don't see a pack. How many Pac-12 games do you see on prime time at seven? Not too many. Right, right, right. And so, I mean, I think it's more the fact that, you know, these schools are leaving because they want the TV exposure. Because, I mean, shoot, I mean, the Pac-12s, um, what they're, um, what's it called? Um, how, do, how, do, how you can watch Pac-12 games this year is through Apple TV. Right. Everybody, right. Got, everybody got Apple TV. right. I mean, I do. I'm sure you do. But, I mean, if you who don't have Apple TV, how are they going to watch? If their favorite, their favorite team is USC, they can't watch USC. Yeah. So, it's I mean, true, it's, man. It's, it's just the, the, the cable networks and stuff. They know, but they're, they're not shooting for the Pac-12. There's like five schools left after next year, after this year. Yeah. And then they're all, I'm sure they're all going to jump ship and go somewhere else, too. So... But I think we I think we've said we said in the last podcast that me, you and George were on, and even we've talked about it before, that um the Pac twelve is gonna be gone. Yeah, I think I think it's almost out of here. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be gone. You know, we said that a couple seasons ago on here about it. Yeah. And so I mean it's I don't know, it's just there's not a lot of revenue share going on in the Pac twelve because they don't get the million views and stuff that like the Bamas and the Hurricanes and um, all the other schools in the East Coast or in the Central Time Zone over to the East Coast get. They don't get those views over there. So, I mean, it's, it's, I I could agree with him if he was still in the pact in the Big Big 12, but he's not. They left. Yeah. To play over here on the East Coast. So, you know, I, I just I can't I can't agree with them on that one. But like you said, with the parents and stuff, like kids chose schools. Yeah, they choose a the school, but it's not like they just like, like Missouri's been the, the SEC for four or five years now. Yeah. So these kids pick Missouri, and they know they're gonna go to Florida and play. They know they're gonna go to Georgia and play South Carolina or whatever. So the kids know it's not like they're it's gonna they're surprised by it. So. And that gives parents time, to, just like if my kid chooses to go to Iowa State, I know they're in the Big Twelve, so yeah. I got, I got, I know I prepare myself to fly to Colorado or fly wherever they, wherever he's going, even for a home game, I got to fly. Right. But I mean, it's just you know, it's you, the, the parents will adapt and adjust, just like they've always been doing. Yeah, it's not like they went to the, they picked that college and they, they thought they're going to play everybody in that little local area like you're gonna have to travel there's there's, there is some traveling involved in it this is division one sports so you're gonna have to travel um the kids i'm sorry if they are athletes and they got to play on a sunday then you know you you adjust their schedule there's there's some kids that got to play on a on a a friday night you know what i'm saying sometimes and i know they got two days to travel and recover but 
the same accommodation has to be given to the to the athlete. You know, they can turn in their work a little later or whatever. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, like, prime example, we got like Bryce Young's parents. They still live in California, but they never missed a game because they flew cross country every Friday. Yeah, make sure they were there, and even to his family, they were still living in Hol- um, Hawaii. Yeah. And yeah. they were flying over to keep, make sure they caught games until they moved to Alabama. But I mean, you got parents are gonna make sacrifices for their kids no matter where they go. Even yeah. if they stay local or they go, they're gonna make it happen. So I agree. I agree with that. Hey, the last thing I want to talk to you about, man, is is we we picked a, we did this last time. We picked a a conference that we want to see and and which one's gonna be tough. We haven't redid this. The last one we talked about was the AFC East. We were interested to seeing about. Aaron Rodgers and what he could do with the New York Jets after watching a couple practices. They do look pretty good. I still can't wait for Hard Knocks. I really, really, really want to see Hard Knocks uh, of the Jets. So I think that's going to be a little eye-opener. Um, and we talked about that. But I want to talk about other conferences. And, and let's, you know, let's let's move on to, since we stay in the AFC, since we started the AFC East, let's just stay in the AFC. Let's go AFC North, okay? And AFC North, that's the Baltimore Ravens, Cincinnati Bengals, Cleveland Browns, and uh, also the Pittsburgh Steelers. And uh, to me, where do you see in this conference happening? Baltimore has loaded up a little bit more. They went and got, you know, Odell Beckham, which, you know, he looks pretty good out there. Cincinnati Bengals has Joe Burrow, which Joe Burrow suffered that that calf injury, so we don't know how long he's going to take. Um, so we're going to hope that they can still continue being the Bengals despite not having Joe Burrow. Cleveland Browns and the Pittsburgh Steelers, not really loaded up, but just continuing from season from last year. Where, do you see who do you see winning this division and why? I'm going to go with the surprise. I'm going with the Pittsburgh Steelers to win this division. Really? It's something about Mike Tomlin that he can get the best out of nothing. And last year was a prime example. He had nothing. Yeah. And he still went 500. Or he, he was one game more 500. Yeah. And so it's just something about the way he coaches. And now you got um, their quarterback. He's second year in. uh, He was a rookie last year when he got thrown into the fire. Um, They got a nice little receiving core. They got Najee Harris on offense. The defense is always going to be stellar. Yeah. I just think think it's something about Mike Tomlin that he's going to – they're going to be better than eight and seven – or what, they were nine and eight last year. They're going to be better than that this year. Really? So, because yeah. I think some of them games they should have won, mm. and they lost just because you know, the rookie quarterback, quarterback mistake, rookie rookie mistakes. True. And so, um, I mean, hell, it's, you know, the Bengals going to be the Bengals, of course. I just feel like, you know, I don't say you strain a calf and you got a calf sleeve on. I don't, I don't <laughs> get it. So, well, I think I think he was hurting before, and then they made him. They kind of like pushed him, maybe. That's what I'm looking nah, at. I don't know, but I mean they're going they're going to be okay. But I think teams are going to start catching up to them now, especially in that division. Because I mean Baltimore's defense is Baltimore's defense. They're always semi. They're always pretty good. And I think the Browns are going to be surprisingly good because Deshaun Watson was out of football for two years, so you hope to people didn't expect he was going to play like Deshaun Watson from the Texans. So I think giving him a full year under his belt last year, a full off season this year, like I think that they're they're gonna look they're gonna look a little different. Cleveland's defense was pretty nasty last year. Yeah. So I, I think with Nick Chubbs and and uh, but they got rid of Cream Hunt, they cut him. But 
with, with Nick Chubbs and a healthy Deshaun Watson, and they they got decent receiving core. I think the Browns are going to surprise some people this year too. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I think so. I, I think I'm excited to see what Odell Beckham can uh, do for Baltimore. I am I am kind of interested to see you know how that dynamic works and how long it can work. You know, and I'm not putting anything on on. Old, uh, Odell Beckham, but I, you know, coming back from an ACL tear, you know, it's like shit. How long? Can he's, you... been, he's been out for a year, a whole yes. year. So he has, and so it should be good to go. But you know, that NFL season, man, that's that's a it's a grind in itself, man. And if you get deep oh, in the yeah. playoffs, it, you know, bones start to get sore, man. It, it just it is what it is. Um, yeah. I, I'm interested to see how that works, that dynamic works, but. I don't know, man. I, I do. I do agree with you that Tomlin is a great coach. I've I've always said that to compliments to him. You know, when he got the job and and they picked him, he is he is an amazing football coach. But I mean, what, fifteen years, fifteen yeah. years. It's a long now, run. Now losing record. That's that's pretty. That's pretty stellar. I I will say this though, if Joe Burrow can come back and be okay, I kind of like Joe Burrow. And only because from Joe's first day as NFL starting quarterback, he has always seemed like he has been a year ahead of most of the pack. When I look at the, the quarterbacks in this group, okay, the, the only one that I can say that really sticks out is Deshaun Watson based off of his experience. But if I had to say who's a better quarterback, I would say Joe Burrow. And you can only get as far as you can in this in this league, in that division at least, with your quarterback. If Joe's hurt, then yes, I do agree. Baltimore, it's a battle between Baltimore and Pittsburgh. I don't know if Cleveland can beat both of them. If, if Deshaun Watson ever missed football, he would he, he would he would clearly be better than Joe Burrow. Oh, I agree. That's how I feel. No, I mean, no, he, I, was, yeah. he was lighting up in Houston with nothing. Yeah, with nothing. Other than Andre yeah. Johnson. That was right. It. No, no, I, I agree with See. you. I, I didn't mean to, you know, I didn't mean to make it seem uh, or paint a picture differently. I think Joe Burrow, since he's you know, he got in the league consistently you know, for whatever reason, it's fine. Deshaun missed that year. Not that Deshaun's not a good quarterback, but I've just seen more production out of Joe Burrow in, in, in this division. I didn't really see, I don't know, spectacular things from Watson in this division yet. Yet. Well, I mean, he, he doesn't have anything. He doesn't. He sure doesn't, man. They, you know, they stripped him pretty your, good. He, he has y'all washed up Jar- Jarvis Landry. Or yep. He left. No, yep. Jarvis Landry's somewhere Jarvis else. Landry's gone. Yeah, yeah. He's, I don't even yeah. think he got picked up. He's still a free agent. Yeah, um, so, yeah. but I mean, he he had no, he didn't have nobody last year. But I mean, give him that what you say, give him that one year back, full season, and then yeah. give him a full off season back and training camp, mini camp, OTAs. It's gonna be a new, it's gonna be a new, new Deshaun. It's gonna be Deshaun Watson of old. I and, and that's why I can only base it off of last year because I only saw what I could see. I'm hoping right. with a full off season and a full, uh, uh, you know, time with his team now. Now he can show us. Okay, this is the work I've been putting in, but until somebody beats old cool Joe, I don't know, man. It's, it's going to be. I think he's the king of that division for right now. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I just yeah. think that I think the Steelers are going to upset him. Yeah, I hope I so. Just, I, I hope just think so. They they have a lot. They have. I mean, they had a good draft, and then if I can't remember who the quarterback is. It's on tip my tongue, but I think if he comes out and has a good freaking showing, I think they'll be fine. You're asking who's the quarterback for the Steelers? Yeah, is that uh, is that kid from the University of Pittsburgh? Uh, uh, what's his name? Right. 
Chase Pickett. Uh, Chase. Yeah, uh, Pickett, man. Uh, Kenny Pickett, I think. Kenny Pickett. Something like that. It was Chase it's or something. No, it's Kenny. Number eight. Well, Chase, was our, Chase was our kicker, yeah. That's right. Yeah, it was Kenny Pickett. <laughs> uh, you guys did acquire, uh, who's still on the roster, which is amazing, is uh, Mason Rudolph. I'm still so surprised you guys kept him, but after getting smacked in the face with helmets. Who's you guys? No, man. I'm sorry, well, I know. That's not your team, but I was you're in support of him, so. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I want. I'm interested to see how it goes, man. And, and like you said, it can it can flip from anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Um, but look, man, that, that's all the real time that we got, man. It was a short one today. We're gonna see some more. The guys will be back with us. I'm still trying to get coaches and their timing. Uh, some of these coaches don't get up this early to uh, to do these kind of things. But we'll we'll get one. We'll probably have a special one this week with one of the high school coaches here in Tampa, Florida. Um, and I'd love to get Mike on here and, and talk to Mike a little bit too and see how he's been doing, man. When, you know, with the direction of the program. Um, yeah, I also want to give a shout out to one of our coaches, man, that we went to high school with. Um, unfortunately, he passed away uh, August 3rd. Um, we were notified just, what, yesterday, two days ago, that he had passed away. I want to give shout out to uh, Greg McGrew. Um, we, we were able to play football for him um, over at Palm Bay High School, winning a championship with him. Um, great coach, great mentor. Um, I, I remember all the jokes he used to have. Keep us laughing, positivity. Um. <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking about. I, I remember thinking about Coach McGrew today because uh, the first time, the, my first time starting at linebacker, our sophomore year, he goes, "Hey, listen, I don't expect you to be great." He goes, "You, you might go get your ass kicked. I expect you to get your ass kicked today, tonight." But just get your ass kicked at 100 miles an hour, okay? 100. percent What the hell is that supposed to mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. If I'm gonna get my ass kicked, I gotta lose at 100 miles an hour. <laughs> so yeah, but yeah, I mean, he gave Coach McGrew gave my dad his his start in high school. My dad been coaching high school football for 25, 26 years now. Yeah. And it all started with Coach McGrew when he was head coach at Palm Bay High. So yeah. So it's big ups to Coach McGrew. Yeah, and man. The McGrew family, and you know, whenever yeah. they got their little. The little thing. I know they gotta have something for him for everybody. I hope. I, mean, I hope so, man. He I'll, was there. He was everybody's coach. He was, man, and he was. You know, out of all the coaches that we had on the staff, I mean, they were all great coaches. Uh, when you're a kid and you get yelled at or whatever the case was, it doesn't seem like they're all great, but each one of them played a big role in, in the men that we were uh, today, that we've become, and, and and how we coach our kids and talk to our sons and daughters, and you know how we approach life. Everything came from mentors like Coach McGrew. So. Uh, Shout-outs to Coach McGrew. Shout-outs to Corey and Jeff and the rest of the family, the McGrew family. Um, we love you, Coach. We'll miss you. And I know one day uh, we'll all be reunited again uh, where you can tell us to go 100 miles an hour while we're in all in heaven. So God bless you and everybody else. If you need anything from us, hit us up on email on the clock 20 gmailcom Hit us up on Instagram or Facebook, OTC Sports. Tyrone, I love you, bro. Take care of the family. I'll see you soon. We'll get it all together, bro. All right. Sound good. All right, man. You've been listening to On The Clock Radio. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, rate, and review the show. And we'll be back soon. But make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at On The Clock Radio. Y'all be cool. See you next time.